0: With government giving a boost in big construction to build infrastructure, will it really, really make things really so much better for the company? Hi, I'm Mr Money and you're listening to The Real Money Show, the podcast where we talk about how to make more money, how to manage money, how to invest money and more. Join us as we interview our guests and explore different ways to make the most of our money in the real world. Welcome to the show. In this episode, we discuss the budget 2021 that was announced. We talk about how the allocation will affect the different sectors in the stock market, which are the companies that could benefit from it, and how we as investors can position ourselves to optimise our response to it. Enjoy the show. So are you excited to hear about how this Budget 2021 will affect the stock market? And what are some of the companies that you can actually pay a little bit more attention to? Over the last two days, uh, when Budget 2021 was announced, it was really, really, really exciting. We were actually uh, doing our work, and at the same time, we were playing the Budget 2021 video in front of us. Uh, We did miss out some stuff, we did heard some of it, really exciting. And after that, looking at all the recaps and so on, I thought to myself, this year's Budget 2021, very interesting, very interesting. I, I think for the first time, right, that we can see this year's Budget 2021, it, it's really quite oriented towards helping people with lower income, helping people who uh do not have uh enough right now and those people who lose their job as well, you know, get help as well. On the other hand, what is really exciting was that piece of news. Cause over the last uh, one two months or the last few months, there was all these rumors, all these rumors talking about windfall tax and if this windfall tax will affect the glove market. And so, what happened was that whenever there was this huge rumor about windfall tax, glove stock would fall. And then, uh, yeah, and then the next day when No one addresses really anything about it. Then it goes back up again, you know. So this thing keeps happening. Yeah, this thing keeps happening. And right now, we got an answer about this tax, this windfall tax. Is it happening or not? The first thing that I would like to highlight regarding Budget 2021 and stocks, all right? So please note, tonight's topic is still about stock market So what happened is that I understand that there will be quite some things here that are individual, like some of the incentives are individual, like uh, Bantuan Prihatin and so on. We won't really go into that because tonight is Talk Stock Sing Song. So we're going to talk about how 2021's budget is going to affect stocks, right? So it's purely and mostly focused on stock. All right. So the first category, the first sector that we're going to look at is actually Glove Companies, glove companies, and the good side of the story is this: there will be no windfall tax. However, collectively, each. Uh, however, collectively, all of them will contribute up to four hundred million, to help the people for COVID to battle against COVID. You know, to buy vaccine and so on, and. When we talk about four hundred million among these four companies, uh, the question to ask is, will it affect their profits? The good news is this: four hundred million is damn little, so it wouldn't really affect much. So yeah, it, it really is not gonna affect much. It's just a very small portion of their profit. I mean, if you think about it, like, uh, Top Glove announced a profit of uh in billions, yeah. So. 400 million, and he's not contributing all of it, just a part of it. Small money, small money. So that's a good news. So, one thing out of the way when it comes to the stock market in terms of glove, you won't need to be worried for the rumor about what do you call this? Windfall tax. The only thing you need to be worried about, as usual, will be the question of. Yeah, I mean, affecting the market. in the short term will be when the vaccine will be produced. And as usual, when vaccine is produced, uh, there will be a short term drop as usual, you know. Uh, But the truth is, in terms of business fundamental, it's still going to be good for the company. Not too much of difference. So don't worry about it. But those of you are wondering whether is there going to be a short term drop? This will definitely be out of the question. All right. This will be out of the question. Second thing that we want to talk about that will be affecting the stock market is the legalization of vape. Now, which company do you think is most affected by this news? Legalization of vape and also taxation on e-cigarette devices. B-A-T. Yeah, you are right. British American Tobacco. So, British American Tobacco, a company that was once the great company that was listed as one of the KLSE top 30 company. One of the blue chip. At the height of its time, 70 over ringgit. And today, only about 10 ringgit per share still give beautiful dividend in terms of percentage, but it is dropping, dropping, and dropping. Now, uh, over the many years, tobacco industry has been really affected by uh, government's uh, initiative and so on, uh, banning cigarette advertising, uh, vape coming into the market, and stuff like that. And they've been trying to revive this business for quite a long time. But one of the things that happened is that in most developed countries, tobacco business is Done, you know, it's it's not cool anymore. Uh, people are are really fighting against it. But the companies, the countries that these uh tobacco companies are growing in are mostly underdeveloped countries, like uh Indonesia and um yeah Vietnam and whatnot, right? No, but that has nothing to do with us because when we're talking about Bursa, Malaysia, BAT is in Malaysia and we can see that it has been going down. So Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing for BAT? Do you think this is a good thing or bad thing? Taxation of e-cigarette device, 10%. Taxation on vape, 10%. And for vape liquid, there is a 40% tax for every milliliter. Now, in my opinion, it's a double-edged sword. It's good, it's bad. Okay. Firstly, when we talk about taxation on e-cigarette device, 10%, not a very big amount, but still increasing the price of it. So not that good. But the next thing is this, legalization of vape. Why is it good? It's good because now vape is legal. You see, previously, why BAT did not go into the vape business because it was unclear. And being a listed company, you can't just say, I want to do vape uh, or I want to do, uh, I want to brew vape juice and I want to come out with my own vape, electronic vape stick, you know, you can't do that because it's not really legal, right? So once they legalize it, it means that they can come in and play the game, which means that there's a good chance that you will see Dunhill vape juice. And what does that tell you? It means that suddenly now they've got a new product line. With this new product line, can it revive the company? That is a hope that everyone can look at when they can produce this kind of vape liquid? Maybe. Now, the next question also you want to ask will be, how practical is it to grow the company back into the previous glory? Will it happen or not? Now, I personally would say that I am not sure whether it can reach the heights of how it used to be. You know, uh, at, at the heydays of BAT, let's just take a look at the heydays of BAT. How much money are they making, right? In the heydays of BAT, in the year of 2015, they were making 4.58 billion a year. Yeah, 4.58 billion a year. And then after that, today, it is only 2.5. So 50% drop in sales. And when it comes to net earning, it was 910062, so 900 million. And by last year, it was 300 plus million only in terms of net earning. So. Can it triple its sales? Can it triple its profit simply because there's going to be vape? I personally think that it's going to be tough. But will it increase? Probably. How much? I'm not sure. Because you got to think about it this way. Take a look at the brewing industry when it comes to vape, right? Uh, I'm not sure how many of you are paying attention to the vape industry. I used to vape myself. I used to smoke. I used to vape. So a little bit here and there. uh, I have a slight idea about it. I have some friends who actually brew their own juice. Uh, Now, many of these brewers are actually brewing from home. They are home brewers. And the next thing is that they would actually produce it and they would sell it. And I would say that actually in Malaysia, apparently we do have some premium vape juice. Apparently we are quite popular as well all around the world and definitely as usual uh, not sure you guys remember Jeremy he's one of those guys who's pretty good in this vape business has an e-commerce store when it comes to vape called Vape Club if I'm not wrong on vape culture I can't really remember yeah vape something yeah anyway now so In order to actually go into this business for BAT, no problem. They have the economy of scale, they have the money, they have what they can to actually implement, to actually manufacture good products. No problem with that. But the question is, can you stop other people from applying for this license? There are so many existing businesses out there, so many existing brewers out there. How does it work? So what is their strategy moving ahead for BAT? Will they be... Uh, buying over existing vape shops? Will they buy over existing vape manufacturer? What are they going to do? This will be the question to ask. But nonetheless, it is a good side to their business. Now, however, only if they remain competitive, only if they know what they are doing. If they do not know what they are doing and they can't compete with all these smaller vape You know, these smaller vape companies, that's another problem because now they are faced with an increased price in terms of electric cigarette and they don't know how to manage a vape business. So that is a thing that you may want to watch out. I personally think that if you want to invest in BAT right now, the question to really, really, really ask is, will they be able to survive in the vape business because it's a whole different business? It's a whole different marketing. It's a whole different game. Now, will they survive? That is actually a really good question that you have to ask. But, could this mean that they may turn into what Warren Buffett or Benjamin Graham's call a cigar butt company, you know, where there's a turnaround company suddenly do well again? Could be, could be. But will it go as well as last time? I'm not sure. Nonetheless, If you want to invest in them, my recommendation... Okay, I I cannot say recommendation. I would say that I personally, I would wait and see a little bit more. I would like to see how the results coincide with or the results would reflect their strategy. Number two, one of the things that definitely I can do, talk to people who are working in BAT. Ask them, what are they thinking about doing? What are some of the plans that they have in line? Ask your friends who are working in JTI what are some of the plans that they have in line. So if you have been asking this question, if you should invest in BAT simply because of this, if you ask me my personal opinion, wait a little bit longer, ask a little bit more question, take a look and see. But is there a chance that this could be a turnaround company and suddenly bring in new profit? Yes, there could be. And if they do it, will it be very profitable? I do not know. Maybe, maybe. huh? So let's see. Because definitely they have a whole team of R&D guys. They have the money to advertise like never before. Yeah. So if it happens, it may turn things around for them. But will it be so great like how it was last time? That I have doubts. Alright, so let's move on to the next group of company. Let's move on to the next group of company. If we were to look at the next group of company... Which company do you think will be affected? Or I would say, what sector do you think will be affected by this year's budget 2021? Let's take a look at the next sector. The next sector, eg, say construction. You are right. Construction company. Now, definitely when it comes to construction company, there is actually oh, so much, so much, so much to talk about. You see, I've listed down Nine items. Nine items. And there's so much to talk about. So let's go into construction because this year, right? Uh it's it's really a very bad year when it comes to construction. It was stopped, held back. A lot of construction stock actually really just went down. And it was really difficult. And at the same time, we all know that construction company uh does bring in a lot of working opportunities for people. It's not just about construction companies. Some of you may be wondering why on earth government still want to spend money on construction? You see, because if you're willing to boost the construction industry and allow them to work, what happens is that they can employ more people. It creates a lot more employment opportunity. A lot more employment opportunity. Let me let me give you a very simple example. Uh, one of the things that they actually did talk about is that EPF will be allocating 50 billion to a project called Kwasa Damansara. EPF will be allocating 50 billion for a project Kwasa Damansara. And where on earth is this Kwasa Damansara? Now, it's really, really very fun uh, to look at where are they promoting? Because for those of you who are not just interested in stock investment, but you are actually thinking about investing in property as well. How many of you here have property investment? Or you are thinking about property investment as well? If you are one of them, then this is a very important part that you have to take note of. Now, let's talk about construction. If you look at EPF, they are going to invest in Kuasa Damansara. Where on earth is Kuasa Damansara? Kuasa Damansara is actually near the Sungai Bulo Station. Near the Sungai Bulo Station. Near Subang Tu. That whole area there. So, I live nearby there. My mom lives nearby there. So, every time we pass by, we see the whole fence, fence up, writing the Kwasa damansara Mansara. It's going to be a whole new area. It, it used to be Rubber Research Institute's land. It used to be all rubber plantation. And they removed many of these things and they built things there. now, When I first started in property investing, that was seriously a nice place to actually invest, right? Because um, for those of you who are familiar with Kampung Baru Subang, with uh, Kota Damansara, so the Kota Damansara, one end of it starts from Damansara, uh, Mutiara Damansara, which is the curved IKEA area, right? And the other end of it exits at Sungai Buloh. So, if you're from section 5, you were to go out of Kotaramansara, you'll reach Sungai Bulo. And it will be just a small road that leads to, um, to Kampung Baru Subang or Subang 2. It is a huge piece of land that is stuck in between a new developed place, which is Subang, uh, Subang 2 area, where they have Help University. Help university there. Eh? Uh, they have uh schools. They have what else? Eh? They have uh what's the name of the new area that's being developed? Uh quite many people buy one. I can't remember the Saim Darby's project. Yeah. Uh, basically that side. Lah. Yeah. And there's two LRT stations. There's two MRT stations. One Sungai Buloh line, and another one is a line that is near Subang Bestari. Okay, and just a short distance down is section five. So this area is pretty interesting. This area is actually very, very interesting because it is it is it is just right in the middle of all the hustle bustle. You see how property development works, right? Is here very busy, 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 and then here empty land. Naturally, you want to develop the m- empty lander because more people will come in. Now, then the question to ask, uh, let's go back into stock. Lah, huh? Don't go too much into, uh, what do you call that, property. Now, the point is, just Kwasadaman Sara development alone will create 100,000 jobs. That's what they're talking about. Why does it create so many jobs? Very simple. Number one, you need to hire people to build the place. After you buy, hire people to build the place, then... Uh, there will be shops being opened, then new shops open, new people to hire. That's how it works, right? Very simple. Yes, Elmina Valley. Yeah, those who are actually wondering, Elmina Valley. That is basically this area. I think in the near future, it's going to grow, it's going to be well. Uh, by the way, landed property near here is still not expensive. Huh? For those of you who are thinking about getting landed property and you'll be thinking, oh, well, go Rawang and get because I can get landed property there you can get here. Here is actually okay. Yeah, it's near. It's just right, you know, come out. You got help university there. You got schools. You got existing uh, uh, developed areas not too far away. Just a 15 minutes drive, you will reach Kota Mansara. There's LRT, MRT. Yeah. So, for those who want to get a get a landed property to stay, you know, that's one area that you can look at, okay? That's one area you can look at. Now, so we know that the construction industry will be affected. It will be a good news for construction industry. Government is going to pump in a lot of money. And they want to build big projects. That's their focus. They are going to focus on building up big projects. So let's take a look at what some of the projects that they are going to build or pump money to make sure that it goes on. The frame number one is what they call the Pan-Borneo Highway. Pan-Borneo Highway. For those of you who do not know what is the Pan-Borneo Highway, basically, Pan-Borneo Highway is the highway that they have been talking about for ages. It will be connecting Sabah to Sarawak. Okay, These two big states, they are going to connect them and it's going to bypass, not bypass, it's going to fly over or crossing through uh, Brunei. It's going to cross through Brunei and form a highway from Sabah Sarawak, those who have actually been to Sabah or Sarawak, you know that actually traveling in between these two places is not so easy. A lot of small roads and so, so they're going to build a big highway, and this highway will be two thousand kilometer. My God, two thousand kilometer, and many people are saying that it will be probably be the best place to do drag racing. Yeah, okay, sorry, we don't promote racing and illegal racing, <laughs> but nonetheless it's going to be a long highway and the project is actually worth about 1.6 billion the last time that they talked about it question do you know which company is building this highway do you know which company won the tender for this highway the company is called hoxingli hsl let me show you the chart of Hoxing Lee. Yep. So over the last few days, you will notice that the share price has gone up from 84 cents to closing at 88 cents. Huh? Closing at 88 cents. Now, Hoxing Lee is actually the company that is in charge you know, who won the tender. So it went up by 4.14%. Is it going to go up or not further? I do not know. Don't ask me this kind of question. Uh, But the point is, government is going to make sure that they are going to finish it. They are going to make sure that it goes on. That's the whole point. So HSL is definitely one company that you can look at. Now, second company that we want to look at here is Related to the GEMAS Johor Bahru Electrified Double Tracking, okay? What is this GEMAS Johor Bahru Electrified Double Tracking? This is actually very simple. It's a KTM project to change it into double rails, okay? To change it into double rails. And it is to connect between GEMAS and Johor Bahru. Mainly, it's not for you, normal human being, because uh, we are rarely going to use this KTM, right? Uh, mostly, it's actually for for uh, for commercial items, you know, uh, all the palm oil, you know, those kind of things. all so the big items, commercial, uh, industry kind of things, then they're going to carry through this place. Lah. So who is the company that is involved in this? Who is the company? The company got Gotel. YTL, you are right. So it's a JV with S-I-P-P as a subcon. Okay, as a subcon. Eh? The main contractor is actually China. It is a China company. yeah. Uh, we all know uh, it was established during a uh, previous time during the whole 1MDB era, you know. Uh, anyway, the point is, YTL has a JV partnership with SIPP to actually build this, to do this project. So there's one company that we can take a look at, all right? And other than this, there's also the Clang Valley Double Tracking Projects, okay? When it comes to this part, the question is, which company again? Okay, this one I really do not know. Okay, I don't know which company or... Oh, uh, no. Actually, I know. Uh, I checked it out, but it's a Sandrian Bahad. So, it's with LTAT. Yeah, so LTAT is Lembaga Tantara For those of you who are wondering what's LTAT, is the uh, coprasi of the tantara Yeah, LTAT. And it's a joint venture with Mudah Jaya, uh, this particular company. And how it works at the end of the day, the question that I would love to ask here, which I also don't have the answer, is because LTAT is involved with Boasted. State also owns LTAT. They are the shareholder there. Uh, so the question is, will it kind of benefit Boasted? Uh, which I do not know. I do not know. I, I, I really don't know. I'm just telling you that there's a link between these two companies, but... I do not know will it benefit, so don't simply go and buy. But if you want to check out, you want to trace, you want to understand how it happens, you want to look at hints, then go and look at these few companies, go and check it out, dig out Mudajaya, siapa, uh, LTAT, who's in charge? What are some of the companies that are uh, involved with A- LTAT? You know, and and check it out from there, lah, You know, that's how you go about, right? Mm. Then we look at the next one is actually the RTS, the Rapid Transit System Link from JB to Woodlands, from Johor to actually uh, Singapore. So this one, which company you need to look at is actually SMRT, SMRT. Now, when when we talk about SMRT, right, uh, we all have heard of SMRT because of this whole MRT, LRT thing, right? And SMRT, what is the share price after this whole thing was being announced? Let's take a look at SMRT. When we look at SMRT holdings, this is what we have seen leading to budget 2021. Well, uh, have you missed the boat? I'm not sure. Uh, Nothing much to say in that case, right? Uh, Because I wouldn't know. Uh, But nonetheless, the price went up due to this. But one thing we can get we can, we can know for sure is that government is talking about definitely wanting to finish off all these projects and so on. So we know that it's heading somewhere right now. It's not like some lost cost project or something, right? So SMRT Holdings, we take a look at them. Uh, they started at uh, $0.09, cents just about prior to 16th of October. And today, it's uh, on the last closing, it was $0.11. Cents. Yes. Now, then government also talked about MRT3. So, MRT3 is also another one more that uh, government has been talking about. Uh, it was a huge hoo-ha after we had a change of government and going back to then, then they stopped, this and that, yada, yada, yada. To cut a long story short, anyway, the companies that are involved in this project right now uh, are actually MRCB and George Ken. MRCB and George Ken. These are the two companies. Did the JV and they're gonna build the MRT3. However, do remember, do remember, if for those of you who want to invest in MRT3, uh I mean this uh MRCB, do remember this one thing, their JV, George Ken. They are I'm not sure about the newest, latest, because we have all these uh problems right now, right, in terms of political. But the last time the contract they signed, if I recall correctly, it was a fixed price contract. Which means that they are gonna fix at a certain price, and that's about it. You know, it's a fixed price project, so they can't inflate the price. It's not gonna go high. It's gonna fix at a particular particular cost. So the longer it drags, and um, you know, the more cost they incur, they are gonna lose money. It's gonna eat into their profit margin because they can't increase the price. That was based on the last one. So take note of that. Take note of that. I would like to actually mention this one thing. Ling say, all the company mentioned share price already go up high. You are right. You are right, Ling. Yeah, Because you have to understand there are so many people who will know what is going to be put into the budget 2021. And most people would only know when the time is being announced. Now, so uh, naturally, there will be people investing in it before us and it's okay because at the end of the day, Tomorrow or yesterday, last week was not the only day that you could have invest in stocks. Definitely, with a little bit more intelligence and think a little bit further, you may be able to pick up something new from here as well, right? Think about, think about what other industry that can get affected. Uh, Later, we're going to talk about it. Now, so we talked about MRT3 already and we talked about the next one, Clangbridge, you know, another one more, but again, Sendriam Bahad Company. The interesting one, next one is actually Sabah and Sarawak, where government will put 5.1B and 4.5B to actually build and upgrade water supply, electric supply, road infrastructure, healthcare and education facilities. So, when it comes to healthcare and education facilities, uh, we do not know who are the people who will be building it, but we definitely can see water, electricity, road infrastructure, all this. Who are the companies that will be involved? Think about it. Try to trace. Try to see which company are we looking at. All right. Just go and dig up information. Cause also don't have. Yeah, also just process this today, right? Yeah, also tada. Yeah, and. There's another 2.7B for infrastructure and rural roads, water, electricity, and home repairs. Now, I want you to pay attention to two things, water and electricity. Water and electricity. Because when it comes to these two things, there is definitely, uh, it's actually more specialized construction. It's actually quite a specialized construction, so it's easier for you to trace. It's not like a contractor, you just build schools, you know. Anyone can build a school, as long as you know how to build things, right? Yeah. The question is, when it comes to electricity and water, those are big infrastructure systems that you may want to take note of, right? Uh, I'm also wondering, will this electric budget go into solar, you know? How does it work? What, what's the relationship here and there, you know? So let me just summarize who are the companies that you should take a look at that's very obvious at this point Will be HSL, Prasarana, SMRT, YTL, George and MRCB. Now, question. What about other than these tree? When you to think about a few things, are uh, very simple. In order to build a railway, what are in order to do construction, what are some of the things that you will need? What are the raw materials that go into this thing? What are some of the raw materials that go into construction? Cement, what else? Steel, concrete. So there are many things that can go into it. Even like specialized rubber moldings. Many things. And do you know that Korsan produces quite some uh, specialized rubber moldings? Mmm, Korsan, huh? Eh? They have a specialized rubber molding company, Yeah, that produces rubber product for construction company. So there's all these kinds of different things. Now, so who are these companies who are producing this? Who are the companies who are producing this? So these are questions that you have to ask. Uh, Definitely, there are quite many of the companies who are producing this are not listed as well, but there are quite some who are listed as well. So the question that you need to ask yourself will be, who are they taking this raw material from? And is any of this company coming from a listed company? Number two, if they were to build MRT station, rapid transit system, What do they need? When you go to an MRT station, before you get to the platform, what do you sit on? What do you ride on or go on? Lift. Escalator, right? You go on those things. Lift. Escalator. So, these are some of the companies that you can take a look at. Will there be aircon being sold? Will there be more things being sold? Yeah. Not big, but here and there, got some hints, huh? Huh? yeah so you can actually take a look at these are some of the few things that you want to take a look at. now, going back into all uh, into this part, right, let us now move away from the construction, let us move away from construction, and let us go into the next area that you may want to take a look at. this one in the individual text. Tax one, right? Individual benefit. There is this thing called the e rebate of 200 ringgit for household to buy a locally made aircon or refrigerator. E rebate of 200 ringgit for household to buy locally made aircon or refrigerator. Which are the companies? Panasonic. <laughs> Panasonic. Panasonic. Remember Panasonic? The one that sounds like Panasonic. Not Panasonic, huh? Panasonic. Yeah. So, locally assembled. All right. So, uh, Panasonic, definitely one of the benef- benefactors of this thing. Uh, we also have uh, Panasonic as usual. Panasonic. But Panasonic didn't go up, lah. Huh? Yeah. But last two days, hey, it went up. Yeah. But it went down a little bit here. Went from twenty to T, and then yeah went down a little bit. And then uh yeah, these are the two companies that actually have locally assembled aircons and also fridge. Right? So these are companies that can actually benefit from it. There's this company called Fiama as well, which deals with uh uh which deals with all this. Uh, Aircon and stuff like that, uh, kitchen appliances including fridge. However, uh, most of their stuff are actually imported. Uh, it's and yeah, so it's not really doesn't really relate to them lah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are quite many of y'all uh, talk about Daikin and so on. Yeah, those are great great brands, Accent and so on. However, unfortunately, they are not really involved in this thing. And You can also think about the other part of it is this. Now, when there's more sales, when there's more sales for aircon, when there's more sales for fridge, then you have to ask yourself this question again. What goes into the production of aircon and fridge? What are some of the semiconductor parts that are being included that they will need to use? What are some of the parts that people need to use to build aircon and fridge? You know, I remember last time there was this company called OYL. OYL. So OYL actually produces their chips for Daikin aircons. And at one point, it was actually being owned by Hong Leung Industries, if I'm not wrong. Okay? It was owned by Hong Leong Industries. But unfortunately, now they are being sold to Daikin and Daikin owns them. Uh, but nonetheless, what I want to do is to point out the relationship. If let's say there is such a company in Malaysia that produces such things for air conditioner and fridge, then you may want to take a look at it. And one more thing that you want to take a look. okay? Oh yeah, so the word is compressor. You can also take a look at companies that produces air-conditional compressor, fridge compressor and so on. If there is such company listed on Bursa, I'm not sure. One more company you may want to take a look is actually called Superlon, okay? Superlon. Superlon is a company, I'm not saying that the price is going up or not, uh, I I really do not know. Uh, again, uh, before I go in further, I just want to tell you guys this one thing. Whatever that I'm sharing here right now, it is not an advice for investment, all right? It's not an advice for investment. It is merely sharing for education purpose and helping you to form somewhat of a mental model to figure out like how you should tackle this uh, problem about this uh, budget 2021 and what should you look at from here. So... Let me show you this particular company called Superlawn. Superlawn is a company that produces insulation product. For those of you who actually have an aircon at home, you will notice that there's this black color, uh, wrapping around your pipes, right? The the the, the copper pipe. This black color wrapping. Uh, if I'm not wrong, that one, that one is actually what Superlawn makes. So. They make uh thermal insulation products and naturally aircon and um you know aircon and fridge will need de- this to be part of their product, right? So if more people buy aircon, more people buy fridge. Well, chances are they need to order more of it. That's just chances are la, right? Who knows? Maybe Panasonic already have a huge stack sitting in their storeroom and no one is using it over the last one year. You know, Who knows? Who knows, right? Yeah, Or maybe Panasonic has a lot of them or they order from overseas. Who knows? You got to figure out that one. But the point is, think about it. Try to figure out what are some of the companies that can be involved, that can benefit indirectly from this particular uh, budget 2021. Now, Finally, the last category of company that I think will be benefited from it is for sure, telco. Telco. Telco will be companies that may be benefited by this. Right? Why? Because government is giving B40 180 ringgit credit for telecommunication, they can use it by buy handphone, they can use it to get more data, whatnot, it's up to them. So we suppose the people who get benefit from it could likely be Maxis DG or Asiata. But again, the question that you also have to ask yourself is is it true will this few company get benefited? Because you see this telcos credit, right? Who is this given to? Who is this telco credit of 180 ringgit given to? The answer is, it's B40, right? Now, you have to ask yourself, the next question is this. What provider do you think B40 will be using? Valid question, right? Valid question, right? You need to ask, which one will the B40 be using? The truth is, if you're talking about Maxis, Hmm, I don't really think so. Max is mostly postpaid user, mostly business people. How many say You mobile or DG? Yes, I think so too. I think so too. These are the people who can get benefited by it. So, you see, again, now, last time I only got DG, you know, now no, know, well, now got what? XOX, la, got Rayton la, got, got all sorts of different, different, different stuff. La, huh? Now, they has got all sorts of different, different, different stuff. So, the question again, do you still think that telecommunication is a good investment? Okay. Now, having said all this, I will tell you guys what are all these companies that we can take a look at that can get affected. But does it mean that on Monday, you're going to open up your stock trading account, go all in into all these different companies? Uh, I will tell you definitely, please don't, 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 don't. Never do that, please. Uh. Please, uh, huh. and if you do that, uh, I want to tell you, uh, uh, is not my advisor. I'm not advising you to invest in anything okay yeah I'm just merely sharing now nonetheless uh, if you look at all these different companies it still comes down to the question of is this the kind of company that you want to invest is this company doing well or not if let's say the company already got a broken business model it's not really working anymore the question that you have to ask yourself even if let's say there's some sort of a budget to help to push it up How much can it drive the profit? For example, let's just talk about a very simple one. If we say that, like, hey, since right now there's this e rebate, 200 ringgit for household to buy a locally made aircon or fridge, uh, so therefore we think that Panasonic and Panasonic uh, will have a boost in their profit. The question is how significant? How significant? How many of you are going to change your aircon next week? Okay. Can I ask you guys this question? How many of you, all, because of this in 200 ringgit, will buy a new aircon? I personally, I can tell you the chances are no. Chances are no for myself. So I, I, I really have doubts that it's going to push up the whole thing that much. Uh, but a little bit, why not, right? Secondly, when we talk about uh B40 credit. For this telco 180 ringgit. I always like to tell people this one thing. You think about the business model of the telecommunication sector at this point, Maxis Asiata, DG. Can I ask you guys, right? How often uh remember last time when you first have a handphone? Especially those those of you about my age, right? We remember that when we first had a handphone, data was expensive. Data was expensive. And today, data is part of the thing. Phone call last time. How much was SMS last time? How much was SMS last time? I remember it started with 60 cents per SMS. And every phone call that you make, every minute you need to pay. Every minute you need to pay how much, ah? Also, 60 cents. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, but quite expensive. Uh. I remember last time uh, if you want to get a girlfriend, right? The first thing that you need to invest in uh, is actually your monthly telephone bill, uh, especially if you're using prepaid. Your mother would actually ask you, hey, achai, why you use so much of phone? Expensive. Uh. And I remember last time when, when people had mates, right? They, they had uh, foreign helpers in their house. One of the things that they always complain is phone call. But today, how much is phone call today? How much is an SMS? How much are data? Is it more expensive or is it cheaper? Is it more expensive or is it cheaper? Is it getting cheaper and cheaper or more expensive? Now, While we have an increase uh, in connectivity, it means number of users has increased. Uh, maybe let's say increased by 30%, 40%, right? But how much cheaper has the service for mobile Telecommunication has become. I would say that today is close to 90% cheaper, you know. I still remember those days. Crazy. Nowadays there's no charges for SMS, no charges for phone calls. Data, last time so expensive. Today, my data is almost unlimited. See, it's the the thing is getting lower and lower. So the the profit that you can earn per user is is actually very Bad, I would say. So, yeah, with this kind of business model, the question that you have to ask yourself: does this 180 ringgit credit really matters? Is it really gonna change things? Well, I leave it up to yourself to answer that question. Finally, when we talk about the construction companies, with government giving a boost in big construction to build infrastructure, will it really, really make things really so much better for the company? I personally don't think it's an extra new revenue. Because if you actually look at what government is doing with the construction side, they are just pumping in money to make sure that it can continue running and they are saying that, you know, we want to make sure that all these are going to happen, right? But is it new money? It's not, really new projects, new money. Uh, The Sabah Sarawak one, yes. The uh, infrastructure for rural one, yes. You know, kind of like, yes. Then EPF for Kwasa Damansara, kind of like, yes, as well. But again, the question is, how does it affect? Will it really bring in new profit, extra profit? Will it go up? I do not know. But if you're looking at buying properties, uh, or uh, not properties, I mean, if you're looking at buying properties, Construction companies? Yeah, maybe these are some of the things that you want to look at. You want to pay attention to it because governments say that we are going to make sure that it's going to be done, right? And yeah, hopefully that's the case. But nonetheless, for me, I still have a lot of questions because again, when you talk about this kind of construction, this kind of thing, and we are talking about this kind of project, it's government-level, federal government-level big projects. Government-level big projects. What do you think is the biggest problem with government-level projects? Politics. Totally agree. Totally agree. Politics. Say <OSE> ma government. Remember when we had a change of government? Jalat, man, at the point. All these companies who originally got their contracts also suddenly takut, don't dare to move. Who to sign? I've spoke to quite many people, you know, they say, last time you're supposed to get this fellow to sign, now you don't know who to sign already, and no one dare to sign, because they all know that when change of government, the people in charge can change just like that, so no one dare to sign anything. So, you know, if you ask me again, coming down to this, well, is it really a long-term benefit? I do not know. For me as an investor, when I look at this, I, I really do not know. Now, the only thing that I can be a little bit more certain when it comes to all these companies I talk about was definitely Glove because Glove is Glove, right? Yeah, we know that it's go on, going on. Uh, glove usage is getting higher, more and more cases, thousand plus cases today uh, over the last few days as well. We know that this one is going on, Right? And we talk about BAT. It's a little bit more certain. We know that BAT has the money to go into the vape industry. The question is, do they want to and can they do it? So these two are a little bit more certain. This one is a little bit more certain for me. Easier to predict. Easier to make my guess. Easier to think, right? So these are some of the things. Now, many people are also asking if Monday Glove will go up. I do not know. Don't ask me that question. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't ask me the question whether Glove will go up or not. I really do not know. Uh, if I know that, I'll throw in all my money, lah, basically. Uh, nonetheless, these are some things. But last thing I just want to put in here, if you are thinking about investing more because for EPF, you can actually lower down your contribution and also have a withdrawal of five hundred ringgit a month, should you use this money to invest? Uh, my answer to you is Don't withdraw if, let's say, you don't need the money, number one. Number two, (laughs) withdrawing it just to invest. If you have debts, if you have a uh, livelihood issue, I would say please don't use that money invest. Use it to live. Use it to pay for your bills. Use it to buy food for the family. But if, let's say, you really, really just want to take out and invest, Your tangan is so gatal, right? You really have to. Then please invest wisely. Invest for long term. Invest smart, okay? Don't gamble off that money. I've, I've seen so many people who actually at the end of the day, thank God that they have EPF by the time they retire. Because, you see, the market is something that we cannot predict. I always tell people this one thing. Even if you think that EPF return is not super high, or why should you buy bonds, or why should you put your money in certain things that doesn't have too high an income? You cannot guarantee what happens to the market when you want to retire. If this year you are supposed to retire and all your money is in the stock market and you have accumulated for the past 30 years or 20 years, today, when you retire, it's not a very good thing. You would be hitting your chest. Damn it. Because you have to take out so much of money and then the money is already dropped already, you know. So you can't predict. Market is always a cycle. Sometimes up, sometimes down. When the market is good, you take out your money and use. Congratulations. When the market is not good, you take out and use. You will feel the pain. You will feel the pain. So please don't, please don't go and take out your EPF to re- to to invest. Okay, please don't. Okay, and if you really, really, really can't help it, you must. Then I would say, please don't gamble your money away. Learn how to invest properly, and as I always tell you guys, this one thing. Learning about investment, to be honest, is not very hard. It just takes time for you to learn. It just takes time. I learned how to invest in stock myself. I read up many, many books. And today, I've even incorporated some technical analysis into my own investing. And I've incorporated technical analysis into, into how to manage risk and uh, some little bit of trading and so on. And how did I learn all this? I read. I read and read and read and read and read. Now, yes. I'm in this place where, number one, I enjoy it. I like the knowledge. I also have the time to read and I force myself to do it. Please go and read books. Please go and read books, okay? Please go and read those books before you invest. Read those books before you invest because it will really, 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 really help you. Read those books. Intelligent Investor. uh, Oh, Casey Chong's book is good. It's a good book. Casey Chong's book. For those of you who read Casey Chong's book, That's all about it for tonight. Thank you very much, everyone. Love you guys. Have a good night rest. Stay home and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you like The Real Money Show, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review.